Hey, potential podcast listeners. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, then our sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, safe, online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise with BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. All you do is simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in just under 48 hours. After that, you can schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. Join the over 3 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Our listeners will get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com potential. That's betterhelp.com slash potential. Once again, that's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com potential. Take charge of your mental health with BetterHelp. And remember, know your potential. Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Taylor Sokol, and joined by always my co-host and friendly neighbor, Chris Dewar. Today's episode, we're reviewing the 2022 comedy drama film, A Man Called Otto. This is a film directed by Mark Forster from a screenplay by David Maggie. Uh, this is actually a second film. This is um, actually an adaptation of the 2012 novel, A Man Called Ove, and actually the second film adaptation um, by this novel by Frederick Backman. It's actually an American remake. The original uh, first adaptation was in 2015, a Swedish film. I had not you know, heard about the source material or whatnot, but when you see Tom Hanks, you know you can't go wrong. And Chris and I here are huge fans of Tom Hanks, so we're very excited to see this, uh, this uh, curmudgeon grumpy old man and seeing why he was <laughs> so grumpy. Uh, but Chris, give us a brief synopsis of a man called Otto. <laughs> so Tom Hanks plays Otto who is a 63-year-old widower. He's been recently widowed, and he lives in suburban Pittsburgh of Pennsylvania. I don't know. Hey, close to where Taylor lives. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, he's now retiring from his steel company, and he's very particular and set in his ways. He's a bit of a grump, Mm -hmm. and he's actually planning to commit suicide. And a turn of events kind of changes his life and sees a better path ahead when these new neighbors move in uh, who are immigrants. We don't really get these kind of movies anymore. Mark Forster, who, great director. I mean, some of his notable movies in the past, I mean, Finding Neverland, which I love, Stranger Than Fiction with Will Ferrell, which is so great, World War Z, Christopher Robin, Quantum of Solace. He's done you know a bunch of films, and he has definitely a particular style. And with the combination of him and Thomas Newman, who a lot of the score uh, was very reminiscent of Finding Nemo. I mean, Thomas Newman has done a lot of movie scores. This one in particular, I was like, it sounds like Finding Nemo um, (laughs) the whole time. But in a way, it was that kind of music that added to the charm because 
this movie combines many different themes into one film. It definitely is funny. There is a lot of comedy in here, especially because Tom Hanks, for being one of America's like most beloved actors of like all time, he does come off as a very funny grump. Yeah, and it's the kind of grump where like. There's only really one scene in the movie where he is like a little bit violently aggressive towards a person, and there's for a particular reason. I'm not going to give that away. We're not doing spoilers or anything. But for the most part, it's like comical grump where I wouldn't put it to the point that he's OCD, but like he's definitely a rule follower. He like you know he lives on the street with all these condos and houses, and it's like not very big, but like it's a gated kind of community where like, you know, only certain people are allowed to park. He's very particular about the permit has to be on the window on the, you know, rear view mirror. This is how you can park. Uh, your stuff has to be in this situation. You know, if people need fixing around, he's kind of like the neighborhood handyman in a way he's mm -hmm. willing to help out, even though he usually is begrudging about it. You know, he's there and it's like, why don't you look it up and do it yourself? And he's not really big in technology. He doesn't have a cell phone. Uh, so all this stuff, the heartfelt side is as the movie progresses and we do get these new neighbors that come in, we start to see backstory of why he is this way. What has caused him to be this way? Huge part of that, of course, is the loss of his wife. And we get more backstory about that. That's kind of more of the key. I guess you could say if there is spoiler territory of like, you know, again, this is one of those movies where being it's a remake of a Swedish film, which is a you know adaptation of this book, can't really say it's a spoiler thing, but again, no one really in America, unless they really know that, is going to be spoiled. So we don't want to talk about it. But <laughs> there's great charm to this this film. I was really like, just it was a feel good film that I think we don't get very often, which I thought was nice. You know, we're so we're so used to these big pop culture blockbusters, these big stars doing these comedy movies, these horror movies. This was just like a, hey, it's a Wednesday in January and I'm having a nice time at the theater. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I do. And, you know, uh, obviously for this to have been filmed and set in Pittsburgh, um, I think it's really, really actually was a good, smart choice because it does lend to Pittsburgh. And I think, you know, cities like that, it has that kind of that really nice Americana charm and where there is a lot of a lot of blue collar people. There's a lot of people that are willing to help out, um, particularly in the work I've done. I've done a lot of door to door jobs um, through this area. So I know the people and it's really kind of encapsulated that. Plus this neighborhood that this is set in, you've got such a variety of people. You've got um, not only this is this uh, the themes that are brought up in this, um, uh, where we come from, what what is family? you know, friendships, not just, you know, identity of you as a neighbor or you as an American, but maybe as you, as your gender. So I thought that was really, you know, great because they were able to adapt this into a really good modern retelling, especially with the scope of today's 2023 lens. I thought that was beautiful. Yeah. And even some of the moments where you think in this film, it's going to be a little darker and you're like, whoa, there's a lot of comedy to it because again, oh my gosh, as he's trying to you find out why, but you, well, he's trying to end his life. He, he just can't do it either because he gets interrupted by the neighbors or he's just, he's not really good at it. So you see kind of the wear and tear, if you will, of these new neighbors that come in and how he kind of un, unintentionally insert themselves in his life and kind of become part of, you know, he kind of reconnects with the community again and the city that he loves. 
But um, I really like seeing, you know, what a great cast. And I think Tom Hanks, he has always played such a great, you know, hero, leading man. He doesn't play a lot of villainous roles, uh, even even from his, um, you know, Times and Lady Killers. You know, he was very charming, uh-huh, even yeah. as kind of the, you know, the the neighborhood uh, curmudgeon, if you will. He just, there is a lot of charm to it. And I thought he did such a great job. And this is a great aspect of him kind of aging into these older roles that he's he's doing so well. Um, but yeah, such a great cast. Um, you know, a lot of these people that we've seen, um, from, uh, from everywhere. I mean, especially in the flashbacks you see of his, you know, um, younger version of his wife, Sonia, Rachel Keller, who we know from Tokyo Vice. And, Mm -hmm. um, they're just, it's just a great cast. Um, I love the music score and I think, yeah, I just, um, I found myself getting quite emotional, um, especially, you know, towards the end, there was a really great moments, and like you said, Chris, you walk away from this film realizing, wow, that is a great film, a feel-good film that I didn't realize I needed. And we don't have enough of these in theaters or even just, you know, streaming at home. Yeah. And I, and I appreciate this kind of film is is getting a, a pretty good audience turnout. Uh, you know, the critic score was decent, but the audience score has been pretty high. Um, yeah, standout in the film for sure is Mariana Trevino, who plays Marisol. Um, she's the wife of this family. She's um, Spanish and she just has so much life and energy and heart. And again, like you said, chosen family, she really is kind of this life force that uh, helps Otto kind of see a new light. And it's her and her husband with their two kids. And that's also a lot of sweet scenes is you see Otto who, when any adult would ask him to do anything, Usually he's very opposed to it or does it very, all right, fine, you know, kind of thing, or get me that and let me do it for you, especially when it comes to like handyman stuff. But there's these sweet scenes where he's playing with these kids and you see that little inner twinkle of there's still some of that nice guy in there somewhere. There's still that, you know, he was a child at some point. And and I thought that was some really sweet scenes is when you see him kind of crack and then, you know, the parents would like there's one scene where he's babysitting the kids and then the parents come back from like date night. And then instantly it's like, how were they? And he, and he just leaves. He just like walks out the door and doesn't even like say anything. <laughs> and and yeah, just makes his exit. <laughs> just I got things to do. Bye. <laughs> it's just like I love that kind of humor of like he doesn't even stay to be like, oh, it was great. But a sweet scene where like the dad couldn't install this dishwasher just was, you know, and then when he looks in the kitchen the dishwasher is fully installed and turned on. And that's just something that Otto did because, you know, again, that sweet side. And of course, another thing that really just connected with me because it's part of my life is uh, there is this, there's this feral cat in the neighborhood that keeps popping up. And at some point, eventually it ends up that Otto is going to take care of this cat. And uh, I thought that was very sweet too, because you could tell that he, he at first wants something to do with this thing, but over time it kind of becomes like, you know, a partner for him. Mm-hmm. And there were some sweet moments with this real cat that is in the film. Um, I think the cat's name is Oreo, if I remember right, or something <laughs> what a like great that. Name. I saw an interview. I thought, I think I saw an interview with Tom Hanks. Um, and I got to give a shout out because it just cracked me up. It was one of those things where with the Thomas Newman score, it almost felt a little bit like a Pleasantville situation. We have Cameron Britton, who we've seen in like, you know, uh-huh. Umbrella Academy and, you know, Mindhunter and all these different things. 
He plays this neighbor who's just very friendly, and he's always outside jogging or exercising. <laughs> and he was one of those guys where he's not like running or like going fast. He's kind of doing like the big goofy walk where he's really extending his arms both ways. And every time he showed up in the film, it just cracked me up because it was just like it kind of felt like that stock goofy character of like, hey, Otto, yeah. <laughs> like he's just like going. Um, but the thing that I think that struck me and it hit me throughout the film and then it really it was actually like right when I got in the car afterwards, I just like broke down and it like it really hit me. I think for you and I, Taylor, as men who are about to start our journey into marriage this year and to think of the, you know, beautiful life ahead we we hope to have with, you know, children and all the many things that come with, you know, marriage. It was just hard to watch a film where you're watching this man who's really defeated because of the loss of his wife. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think it just struck me to being like, yeah, I think uh, I think I'd be a grumpy old curmudgeon as well if that happened to me. And especially I think he's someone that really paint the picture about the film, how much she was a source of light for him. And so to see just how much he, you know, almost like the Grinch in a way, he's just this character that there's no hope for him anymore. There's no, so to see where he kind of gets a resurgence of life again. Uh, yeah, just this movie really did it for me. My only issue with the movie actually is I think it was too long. Yeah, I'm, I was going to say the same thing. The length, I, I, not that I wasn't enjoying it, but I was like, wow, this, this feels long. It feels kind of drawn out. I wasn't bored. Yeah. I wasn't bored at any point, but this came in two hours, six minutes. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, with credits, you're looking like a two hour film. That last 20 minutes, again, I wasn't bored, but I was like, we could have gone to like an hour 45. I think that would have helped the movie some because the, the last, it, it did get a little bit of like, okay, we're, we're having a few endings here. Um, that's my only critique of the film. I think otherwise, I really enjoyed this thing. Beautiful acting, beautiful story. Love the score. Great stuff, Mark Forster. Can't wait to see what you do next. And again, a, a good role for Tom Hanks. That's not his normal kind of mo so i'm gonna give a man called auto i'm gonna give it an 8.5 out of 10 nice i really enjoyed this i'm gonna give it the same thing uh just what a beautiful piece of cinema and i do hope that you all take a chance and uh, make the effort to go see this film uh you can uh, check out a man called auto in theaters now and that was this edition of potential picks thanks for listening to the potential podcast you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.